At University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. Knowing how to recover from an endurance event is just as important as knowing how to compete. My guest today is Dr. David Rivniak. He's a physician in the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation at UVA Health Systems and at the UVA Runners Clinic. He's also team physician for UVA Athletics. Welcome to the show, Dr. Rivniak. Let's talk about first race day. Before we talk about recovery, I'd like to talk about event day. To plan for a good event, what do you like them to do day of when they wake up in the morning before a long race or any event? Well, I, I really think it it begins during your training. Really preparing for a race is, you know, you have to practice everything. So you're not only practicing the running and that aspect, but you want to practice your eating. You want to practice the things you'll be eating during the race as well as pre-race. So that way you don't get any GI uh, disturbances during a race. You also want to practice um, hydrating as well. And you want to have a routine down prior to the race. I always tell people you don't want to try anything new on race day, whether that be shoes, uh, what you're eating, or what you're drinking. Are there some things you like people to eat and or drink on race day that will help them get to the end of the event and recover faster? So it certainly depends on the event that you're going to be doing. You know, the the typical carbo-loading that many people did before racing doesn't have a whole lot of literature to back it up, but a lot of people find that the pasta and the carbohydrates are easier on the stomach, so most people can tolerate that. I always just find, say, find something that works well for you the night before as well as the morning of. And if it's going to be a hot race, you really need to make sure you're hydrating before the race. Um, and we want you using both sports drink as well as water and making sure that you're topped off before you begin the race. So you said sports drinks as well as water. Is there a time when one is preferable over the other? Um, I I find that if if uh, it's going to be really hot, I, I prefer sports drinks um, because you're getting some electrolytes in that in that mixture. Um, there is a risk of people overhydrating, um, especially if they're just drinking water. And there's such a thing that we worry about in terms of in the marathon medical finish um, tent uh, at the at some of the marathons we cover, it's called hyponatremia, and that's where people basically dilute out their salt because they've drank too much water during the race and before the race. So I always find a, a, a mix of both sports drink and water, and mixing those up is the best to prevent that. Is there anything people can do to limit the soreness during an event that, that's going to occur after recovery? Is that only based on their training? Some of it has to do with training. Um, some of it has to do with making sure that you're properly fueled beforehand. Um, and then, as we'll talk about a little bit later with recovery, there are certain things that we can do to help limit the delayed onset muscle soreness um, immediately after the race as well as that evening and, and the following days and weeks um, as, as you recover from the race. So, so what are some of those? Let's get to the recovery part of it. And what can you do? Let's just start with soreness and muscular, you know, musculoskeletal issues that might happen if you're feeling knee, knee pain, if you're feeling a little swollen, maybe, you know, you've, you've built up a little water retention, or you know you're going to feel sore. What do you want people to do? You want them to stretch? You want them to sit right down? What do you want them to do? So I usually break it down into immediately post-race and then kind of 
that evening and the following day. So immediately post-race, as soon as you cross the line, the, the thought is everyone wants to stop. You've finished your marathon, you want to stop. But the best thing to do is continue to walk around for 10, 15 minutes because that's going to help get rid of some of the waste products, including lactic acid that's in your legs, um, and allow your body to use those muscles that you have to pump that um, out, of, out of your muscles. Um, if it's a shorter race, some people do like to do a cool-down jog, so a 10-, 15-minute real slow jog. And along the same lines, we're, we're trying to get all the waste products out of their legs. And uh, I find immediately post-race, that's the best thing to do for the first 15 to 20 minutes after you finish. If you're feeling knees and ankles and such, do you like them to ice once they've done their walking around for a while? So ice, uh, either using ice directly to the to the joint or an ice bath is very helpful for people. So um, usually we recommend that after an event or after you're done cooling down and doing it for about 10 to 15 minutes um, at a time. You don't want to do it much longer than that. Um, and icing, you can either create an ice bath at home and... and put some ice in your bathtub and, and sit in there for 10 to 15 minutes and really ice down all your legs, or you can specifically put an ice pack on, on that joint. But ice is very helpful. I do caution people to not use uh, anti-inflammatories like Advil or Aleve um, immediately post-race um, because that can sometimes have it, uh, effects on your kidneys. So I ask people to avoid using that immediately after the race, even if they're having some joint aches or pains. Dr. Rivniak, you are an avid distance runner. Have you ever taken an ice bath? How uncomfortable are those? So we, we used to do them after every workout in college. I ran at the College of William & Mary, and uh, at, three times a week we'd take ice baths. Some, some, folk, some of my teammates would do it more often. It is an uncomfortable feeling until you get used to it. But yeah, if you're not an avid person who likes to sit in the cold, it's definitely difficult <laughs> in terms of uh, handling that cold. Um, but I would usually read a magazine or a book, watch TV, and that seems to help take your mind off of it. Tell us about your long distance runs. So uh, I ran in high school and college, and then I, through med school, I continued to race um, at the marathon and the half marathon distance. And uh, I, I run for our local post-collegiate um, Olympic training team. It's called the Ragged Mountain Racing Team here in Charlottesville, and we have had several people qualify for the Olympic trials this year. Um, and I'm still trying to continue to, to run, run well at the marathon and on the roads. That's fantastic. Now, what about food and beverages after a race? Because now we're hearing more and more about chocolate milk, and you mentioned energy drinks. So what do you want people to do just after as far as nutrition? So there's really an ideal window. Uh, I usually tell people 20 to 40 minutes after you finish activity is, is the ideal window when your body's going to absorb the most uh, nutrients and allow you to recover the best. So I always say people, tell people, let's get some kind of carb, protein, and fat in during that period of time. I usually say do a three-to-one ratio in terms of carb to protein. So uh, we, you know, something like a chocolate milk that has some, carbs in it and sugars, as well as it has some protein and fats, is really an ideal post-race drink. Uh, several companies make other kind of recovery drinks that have similar types of uh, ratios in terms of the carbs, proteins, and fats. Um, but even just some sports drink will get you at least the carbs in, um, and, and if, if you can't tolerate the chocolate milk. 
And it's really important to rehydrate after a race. So especially hot races, we need to replenish uh, our weight loss. You know, it's not uncommon to lose a, a couple to a few pounds after a, a hot race. So we really want to replenish that weight loss because that is all water loss in terms of that weight and replenish our electrolytes. So using some water as well as uh, post, uh, um, as well as uh, an electrolyte type drink like a Gatorade or a Powerade is, is useful for that. What about the protein drinks, muscle milk and such? People think if you drink these really high protein drinks, 30 grams, 40, 50 grams, that it goes right to your muscles and helps them replenish. Which you want some protein, but what I find is that can upset people's stomach, especially post-race, and it's very difficult to absorb that much protein um, in in a short span of time. So really you only end up absorbing some of that and the rest of it is wasted. So I think finding that perfect ratio, and and the literature shows us that three-to-one ratio, you really want to be replenishing your carbs because that's what your body's predominantly burning when uh, that and glycogen when you're racing. Um, The protein will help with muscle building and and recovery in terms of that. And then we actually use some fat when we do endurance racing as well, so we want to replenish some of that as well. In the last few minutes, tell us about the emotional impact of finishing a major race. Dr. Rivniak, people want to feel that high. They want to feel that satisfaction in knowing that they did something. What does it feel like? So it's it's exciting when you finish your first marathon or your first race and you cross the finish line. And then there's a little bit of a letdown because you've trained for this event for months and months and months, and now it's done. And, and a lot of people are like, what do I do next? Um, I've found in the past, at least finishing, I think I've finished at least 15 marathons, that the first hour or so after the marathon, you you hate the event, and then about an hour later, you're looking for the next one. Um, So there's definitely a certain amount of motivation to look for your next race after you finish, Um, but you have to be careful and give yourself a break. You know, I always recommend people make sure they get good sleep that night, get a Take advantage of those free post-race massages that they have at a lot of races. If you, if it doesn't have, if they don't have that, do some foam rolling after. And then for the next several days, you know, especially after a marathon, really make sure you're resting, retouch with your family, do some things that you weren't able to do during your training cycle to to re, re, refresh your mind, and then you can begin training for your next event. So just tell us about the UVA Runners Clinic at UVA Health Systems. So we are the only clinic in the area that is for runners, and we're staffed by runners. So all our physicians are experienced runners, and we're all board certified in sports medicine. Um, so we, our goal here is we don't like to tell people that they have to stop running. So we like to get people back out on the roads, and we'll use different tools to, to help diagnose injuries and get people back on their feet. So we use gait analysis customized rehab programs will make return-to-run programs for people coming off an injury or a long uh, break off running. And and our our enjoyment comes from getting people uh, back out there and able to compete. Um, we also cover a lot of the local races, uh, high school, college, and a lot of the local um, road races, including the men's four-miler, women's four-miler, the Charlottesville 10-miler, and the marathon, which are all major events here locally. Thank you so much. What great information, Dr. Rivniak. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. For more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole, and thanks so much for listening.